Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Hello, this is the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. This is episode 95, Pig Heart. With an animal cast and a half today. Yeah, that's right. We got a couple of animal casts going on. The pig heart one is like, whoa, Mm -hmm. what's happening there? The pig heart one feels very close to my heart because my last name is Hog. And so, um, you know, I had an aunt who had a pig valve in her heart. No way. Yeah, she's since passed away, but she did have a pig valve in her heart, which we always thought was pretty special because she, last name Hog, and she had a little pig part in her. A little bit of pig part. Of, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Good for her. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Rest in peace, aunt. Yes. Yep. Uh, aunt Janice, rest in Hi, peace. Hi, aunt Janice. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Our table audio of contents. We got it. We're covering a lot of ground today. Yeah, we did. We, whew, what we a morning. Mo Talica at the end, talking about empty platitudes from a government being like, man, it really sucks about things going on in this world. If only someone could do something about it. And you're like, uh, that's you. Yep, you are the government. And actually, there are some really good recommendations out there. And you, you could, could do You could today. do them. That would be good. And it's been years of not doing them. So maybe now would be a time to do them. Yeah. Maybe now. What's the Bob Saget thing? If, uh, you know, today is the first day of the rest of your life, unless it doesn't work for you, then it can be tomorrow. That's yeah. Bob Sagatism. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. Rest in peace, Bob Saget, but also applies to the provincial government of British Columbia. Yeah. So we'll hear uh, Mo give us his take on that. Uh, we're also going to talk about, um, well, the Vancouver Canucks and potentially having animals be part of. Opening ceremonies at Canucks games. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We also got some other Canucks in there as well. We talk about uh, Brock Besser at the Flow, and then we even have more animal cast with mm-hmm. the Pig Heart. Yeah, uh, but we start off the show today and this podcast with a heated debate, many opinions on this, and we touched on it last week first. But we were talking today about the best cover. Of the Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah. Ah, Foo Fighters sounded pretty good. That song's called My Hero. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy on Debate Club today. Uh, Some we're bringing back from last week. We were really excited and listening to uh, Tony Cornell, daughter of Chris Cornell's cover of Hallelujah. Real solid. We're like, man, that's pretty good. Curious about you remembering, waxing nostalgic for uh, the Olympics here in Vancouver, where you're like, Katie Lang's version is pretty good. So we thought on Debate Club today, what about all-time greatest cover of uh, Hallelujah? Of Leonard Cohen's classic Hallelujah. So we got a few jams. We got them potted up here, and you got my computer potted up as well? Ah, uh, yeah, let me see. Yep, 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 I sure okay. do. Yep. So we have a remember, Tony Cornell, daughter of icon Chris Cornell covering Hallelujah.
pretty good. Yep. And then we had the Katie Lang yes. from the Olympics. That's what we played last week. And Katie Lang really kicks it up a notch at the end there. Yeah, that was nuts. And then when we talked about it last week, a lot of people then got at us on the text line, 281 on 27. People were hitting at us. They were like, hey, what about, of course, Jeff Buckley, a very celebrated cover, maybe one of the most celebrated covers. It's not a cry that you hear at night. It's not somebody seen the light. It's a call and it's a broad. Was Jeff Buckley in Roadhouse just super briefly? <laughs> maybe. I feel like he was. And then you found um, maybe a possibly uh, the most magical cover yet. <laughs> and that is, yeah. uh, uh, was it? He was on a boat, wasn't he? Yeah. He was know. on a boat. He was, that guy. Michael Bolton, not to be confused with the character from The Office, or sorry, from Office Space, Michael Bolton. Does a cover of Hallelujah with some children's choir. I'm like, everything that guy touches sounds like Michael Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. That guy can't sing anything without it being like Michael Uh, Bolton. uh, Michael Bolton. (laughs) You know, it's just that guy, whether he's on a boat or it's hallelujah or whatever, you're just like, man, that's Michael Bolton. He just puts his his zhuzh all over everything he touches. And what is your choice, Jeremy? Who would you choose from these? Well, that Katie Lang one, of course, is so powerful. It really is. I mean, the way she hits the note, and then Ooh. that video you play isn't is that live from the performance? Yes, that's like, that was her that, at the Vancouver Olympic opening ceremony. She was by herself in the middle of BC Place. BC Place was completely lit up with just packed, little twinkly yeah. candle lights of the entire place, and she was right there in the middle. Who knows how many people watching around the world? And and that's what happened. So not to get all Olympic judge, but I want to also up the degree of difficulty then yes. on her performance. If, yes. in fact, that was truly a live performance, the way she hits that note in BC Place of all places, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, the Michael Bolton one to me is comically awesome just because I find Michael Bolton to be funny. Um, but then that Jeff... Once someone brought up Jeff Buckley, it reminded me that, of course, Jeff, Jeff Buckley before Katie Lang... It, it, Set it, the bar. It really, yeah. He did have the bar, but I, for me, I feel like Katie Lang overtook it. That's my feeling. Yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna go with the OG. I mean, listening back to Tony Cornell off Instagram sounds like a high school girl in a room jamming it out. Very good. Very good. Very for good. sure. For sure. Very good. Uh, but compared to the other, th- even Michael Bolton's all studio, I'm gonna go with Jeff Buckley. Okay, I'll you go know with Jeff Buckley. You you know dare to be different. Yeah, I'll be on the wrong side of history. Yeah, on be, this one. I think you will be on the wrong side of history, but that's okay. We'll Jeremy. see how it looks when we put up the vote. All right, speed is of the essence. Canucks play hockey tonight for the first time in forever. Hey hey, 
Uh, Easter road trip, so that's an early game. Great for me and you. Not so great for the office workers out there. But hey, for us, we might get to watch the whole game and get eight hours of sleep. I know. That's what I do love Eastern road <laughs> swings for the Canucks for that very fact. Yeah, so, it's super great. fun. Uh, Florida Panthers are super duper good. So mm-hmm. we're very positive. We believe the Canucks will never lose in regulation again. But but I think Florida will challenge them. Yeah, I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna make it more difficult for sure. They're gonna make them earn their, their that win. Their win, yeah, which yes. is cool. Brock Besser was kind of talking about a little bit of miscommunication between the government of British Columbia, Canada, the Vancouver Canucks, the NHL, uh, led to uh, Brock Besser, who was in COVID protocol while the team was on their last road trip in California. He had to stay in quarantine. But he ended up quarantining forever. Like, I honestly forgot about Brock Besser for a while. I was like, oh, yeah, right. He's still on the squad. He said he ended up quarantining way longer than necessary. Which, I, you know, whatever. That's cool. I mean, it's time off for you, bud. So how did he pass the time in his hotel room? He had an Xbox or some video game console brought to him in the hotel. He said he worked out and he played video games. And what does he play? Fortnite. Oh. What? That's all I took out of the article. It was all about like COVID <laughs> protocols and all miscommunication, all wah, these wah, other people wah. screwing up. Wah. And then he was like, here I am, bored out of mind playing Fortnite. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Record scratch. Where are we dropping in, Brock? What's your username? I hope it's the flow. And can we play? Yes, can we play with you? Also, yeah, I want, like, what are your favorite skins? What kind of back bling do you like? Yes. Um, Which pickaxe are you using? Totally. Are you a shotgun or are you using the AR from a distance? What level are you? I want to know all of these things. Not only me. He's got the battle pass. Like, if there's one dude that can afford the $35 battle pass, probably an NHLer. Oh, oh, absolutely. I think you could probably afford it. But I want to know, is he good enough to just earn it every time? Yeah, like, like, is he? What's his level? How good is he at Fortnite? I like, want to know Here's that. what's up. Finally, me and Brock Buds. Brock gives me his username. I go home. I don't want to play because I'm too embarrassed. I go to my kids. I'm like, kids, play Fortnite with Brock Besser, your mom's favorite Canuck. And here's what I'm scared. He's not good enough to hang with my kids. Does he drag down the squad? You know what? Maybe he does. Maybe he does. But that's okay. That's Is my right. daughter carrying him like how he carries other NHLers on the ice? Yes. I don't know. Yes. And you know what? I think I think it would be good for him to feel that a little bit. <laughs> and I think it would be nice for our children to help him in that achieving greatness in Fortnite. This is very cool animal cast, Jeremy, for you this morning. It involves transplanting part of an animal into a human. Whoa, so it's like an animal cast, hybrid human cast. Together. Yeah, it's like the fly. Kind of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Similar, almost the same. Yeah, al- al- almost the same. Uh, this is a, a first that happened in Maryland. Well, I mean, it, first in the world. Uh, a entire pig heart. U.S. surgeons have transplanted a whole heart, not just a valve, because they've done that before. They've taken heart, you know, pig heart valves and put those in human hearts. Okay. This is the entire heart of a pig into a human, where the human heart used to be. Just I swap it out. Love bacon. Do I love bacon so much? I want my heart to be bacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it works. The person's alive. Well, this is what is incredible so far. I mean, and you know, it's 
touch and go, right? Who knows what's going to happen in the next weeks, months. Um, But the patient, a 57-year-old, David from Maryland, apparently he was in a situation where it was either die or get the pig heart. I'd be pig heart. And he voted pig heart. Yeah, like, I'm in my 50s. I'd be like, yeah, pig heart. Yeah, let's give it a try. And so, so far, like they have him, he's hooked up to some machines still, um, but there wasn't immediate rejection of the organ. And That's so good. this is giving the surgeons, uh, you know, great lift. They're like, oh, wow. Okay. Maybe this could work. It sounds like a Marvel origin story. Yes. It kind of does. And apparently the reason why it works is why it's worked up until this point. You know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But up until this point, he's alive and it's working. Um, But the reason why it hasn't been immediately rejected by his body is because uh, the pig underwent gene editing to remove a sugar in its cells that's responsible for the hyperfast organ rejection. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you could... Just, I don't know if PETA would be down with this whole situation. Uh, you know, you're kind of like doing some editing on the pig first to make it so that the heart, it can be, you know, and how did, did they just go out and they're like, oh, um, you know, David needs a, a heart. Let's go, you know, whack whack a pig yeah, and then gonna take whack, the heart. We are going to whack the pig for, well, the, that's the, for the pork belly, you know, uh, uh, Benny that you're going to get at the brunch spot anyway. Yeah, exactly. So then, you know, har- harvest everything, right? Try and use everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm not entirely okay. sure. I'd be curious to know what the process was in this particular case. How did they get the heart from... How would you feel you know, about it if you had a pig heart? Well, my last name is Hog, so I actually I feel like <laughs> be pretty I, on brand. It would be so on brand for me. Like I feel like if at some point like you might request one, I you know what? And if I ended up growing hooves, like I would be okay with that. I think I would be okay with you growing hooves too. <laughs> I'm glad. Got an animal cast for you today, Karis. This uh, is uh, this one's out of uh, Anaheim. We're very positive. We uh, our positivity has fueled the Canucks to their recent success. Um, I haven't got a message from Brock Besser yet, a DM on Fortnite, but I'm waiting for him to thank us. That's going to happen. They're on the road right now, so we'll wait for. Yeah, them we'll to come give back. give them some time, and yeah. then and when then you know. Back, yeah, after a really successful road trip, they'll yeah, come yeah, back yeah. and then they can thank us. Play the top eight teams in the NHL and easily win at least half those games, maybe all of them. Sure. Uh, then they can come back and thank us for the positivity, but we can always do better. We shouldn't rest on our laurels. We shouldn't be like, wow, we're going to win the Stanley Cup and just play the rest of the year undefeated. We need to keep being hungry and keep pushing forward. And this is where Animal Cast comes in. In Anaheim, the Ducks... The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, they had a monkey, a rally monkey, drop the puck. A, what's a rally monkey? I don't know the rally part. A monkey, a real living monkey, uh, at center ice. And normally they're like, oh, this person did something good for the community or is moderately famous. And they come out and drop the puck. And yeah. They're boring. They, they've got a monkey. What? A wheel on monkey. And and the monkey came out on the ice. Come out on the ice, wearing a little duck's jersey, and, and then drops the puck. And then, obviously, I don't know if the ducks won. That doesn't matter. The point is, the monkey dropped the puck. And I don't want to copy the ducks. But, like, come on, Canucks. We need... We need our own... Matt, what if a little... What if a salmon came out? 
a salmon. And drop the puck. An orca. Yeah. A Stanley Park coyote. An otter. An otter. I mean, this city is filled, filled with glorious animal mascots. We talk about them on the show constantly. We could have a different animal every home game and Uh, never replicate, honestly. Can we have a beaver? Wasn't there 40-some-odd Stanley Park coyotes? That's every home game is a different coyote. That's true, but I really want a beaver. Falls Creek beaver. Yes. Yes. Uh, Chinatown otter. Yes. yes. Orca, humpback whale, mud shark. Like, are you kidding me? Jeremy, you need to send an email. Just draft it right now. I'll Just tell Brock when we play Fortnite next Okay, game. perfect. On Czech News on Sundays. Also, a Vancouver is awesome opinionist and our favorite political pundit, the Mo Amir. Mo Talica! Karis, Jeremy, Happy New Year. Always a pleasure to be here on the peak with you two babes. Ah, we love having you here. So, uh, Mo, your latest rant that uh, was on This Is Van Color. Uh, kindness boosters and Lipton tea don't make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> they do uh, not. What was, was a great rant. So can you explain that to us? So as you know, I have an obsession. I am obsessed with what people in power say and then comparing that to what they're actually doing, like within their capacity of power. That's a great obsession. <laughs> it is. And over the holidays, the B.C. government was really baking my beans, you guys. First, you know, Dr. Henry, and I take no joy in dunking on her. She has the hardest job in B.C., hands down. I totally support her. But she said this super schmaltzy line about how she wishes all of us booster shots of communal kindness. And, like, listen, I love sentimental words. They make you feel nice to receive. Hopefully you feel good even saying sentimental words. But she said this at a time when BC was really slow out of the gate to get booster shots of the COVID-19 vaccine into arms as we're facing this Omicron tidal wave. So it's like, yeah, you know, the metaphorical booster of kindness is cool, but give me the actual booster, please, Dr. Henry. (laughs) Yeah, that, that would feel better. Way right? better. I'm like, yeah. Mo, slow down. Let's get the data on the metaphorical booster first. <laughs> oh, you're. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're going to bring facts into this. You're going to bring <laughs> statistics. Okay, let's I'm do this. The last person that brings <laughs> facts into any fight. Don't worry. <laughs> well, and then you know that was that. But then we later learned that the. Uh, BC Ministry of Mental Health and Addictions, which is responsible for the opioid drug, uh, drug poisoning crisis, was handing out swag. And it was quite literally uh, flower seeds that said, let's grow awareness. And Lipton tea bags saying, let's have courageous conversations to stop overdoses. At the end of a year when over 2,000 British Columbians will have been poisoned to death by contaminated drugs. And my frustration is that some people kind of shrug as if this drug crisis is out of the government's control. But the reality is that the B.C. government has done so little on this crisis, on these drug deaths. And it's just infuriating that they're telling people to have courageous conversations while the government itself sits on policy plans, strategies, recommendations. Some of them have been made by Dr. Henry herself. And the government has not had the courage to put them into action. And if there's one thing that I want your listeners to take from this chat, it's this. 
British Columbia can greatly reduce, if not completely stop, these drug deaths. They have all the information and strategies, but they have yet to show the serious political will and commitment of resources to make me believe that they're actually working on this while people continue to die. And remember, this is a health crisis that predates COVID. And I know this is probably going to upset some of my friends on that side, but this BC government is failing British Columbians on the drug deaths file, and they have yet to prove that they're even trying. So please, spare me the flower seeds to grow awareness or the Lipton tea to have a warm conversation. Just do your job. The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy on 1027 The Peak. Now, we did post a Mo's rant on our Twitter at The Peak uh, earlier today. If you're listening to this podcast on January 11th, 2022, uh, you can go to the or sorry, at The Peak on Twitter to find Mo's rant if you want the original him giving her which is so good. We saw it and we were like, oh, you got to come on the show, Mo, and talk about it because it's so good. And also you can check out the results of our Twitter poll. Well, yeah, the Twitter, because yeah, the Twitter club. poll. Yeah, debate club, the on Twitter poll. January 11th, 2022. Who knows where they listen to podcasts? Yeah, no, exactly. Could uh, you imagine years from now? It could be like 2029. Yes. Someone's like, oh my God, I finally found the Kirsten Jeremy podcast. And then you have to go and sc- scroll through years, years of Twitter posts to find the and one then, we're talking and about. We've died. We've been mummified. It's yeah. so far in the distant future. And then, and then they're like, what? That's incredible. And dust uh, it off. They'll dust off this tweet and they'll be like, whoa, look whoa. at the results. Katie Lang won. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe that Michael Bolton only got 1%. He's now our <laughs> overlord. He's the president of the United States. You don't oh. think that would be crazy? Yeah, that would be horrendous. And probably true. And probably true. Uh, but the results of the, the Twitter poll on the best cover of Hallelujah, Katie Lang took it with about 67% of the vote, I think. Jeff Buckley wasn't too far behind. He was sitting at 40 Something percent. Yeah, it was like yeah, sixty something or fifty seven or something for Katie yeah, Lang, right. and forty something for Jeff Buckley, and then a quantum leap, and then one vote for Michael Bolton and zero for Tony Cornell. Yeah, and I'm just like, why are you guys bullying a teenager on the internet? Tony Cornell is a teenager, and she might see it. And you guys didn't mm-hmm. vote for her, mm-hmm. and I blame Peak listeners for bullying a teenager yes. on the internet. Because if you don't vote for something, that's the equivalent of bullying yeah. somebody. If you vote for Katie Lang, you're bullying a teenager. Yeah, that's my take today. Yeah, well, and you know, and that's, my and your takeaway from this podcast. Yeah, generally how Twitter works. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so those not surprising. Those were the results because yeah. Katie Lang. I mean, if you haven't seen Katie Lang perform Hallelujah at the opening ceremony of the Vancouver 2010 Olympics, it was an incredible performance. I almost have like I don't think I've ever heard anything like it. Yeah, no, it's it was fantastic. There are good singers, and then there's this performance. It's like yeah. there's this performance, and then be like, yeah, Celine Dion's all right. <laughs> And, you know, Celine Dion has some pipes as well. So, But then if you like Celine Dion, you're bullying teenagers. So be careful. Yeah. Watch out. Don't watch do out. that. Slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we had a show today, man. People were flying on the text line today. So thank you for that. Uh, tweeting at us always at Karis. Hog like a pig, but with an extra G. C-H-A-R-I-S-H-O-G-G. Do not let autocorrect take over because they're going to call her Chairs Hog. And that's wrong. That's wrong. Chairs hog with one G is incorrect. It is Karis hog with yeah, two Gs. She got that enough from substitute teachers. She doesn't need it from you. <laughs> and I'm Jeremy underscore Baker. 
spelled the traditional way that someone who got pregnant in the 70s would have thought of it. <laughs> Bless your parents. Bless their heart. Why, Mom, why did you name it Jeremy? It was a popular name in the 70s. Oh, the, you know. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast journey. We will <laughs> we will be back again tomorrow. You can also listen to our live radio program. We're on from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday to Friday. We actually prefer that. Yeah. At, <laughs> at 1027 The Peak. That's uh, at thepeak.fm if you want to stream it in Vancouver. Bye. See you. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right. We're done here.